G. Bush, my man, it is just us today on the post-game show. Mikey McNuggets, G. Bush from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. It does not look good for the Browns. They are down 23-10 at the two-minute warning here. We've seen crazier things happen this season, G., so let's not completely write them out. But that 6-0 Kool-Aid you've been sipping on for the last couple uh, of weeks is like uh, it's been uh, 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 uh. and it no longer exists. Yeah, that, uh, that, that, Kool-Aid, uh, that Kool-Aid is out of here. Um, and you know, right now I, I want to be, I, I want to use this opportunity, uh, to kind of break down some things because I think we really have to, the Browns have to really, really, really reevaluate some stuff. I think they got a lot of stuff, uh, to rethink. Um, and the alarming part about it is, um, you know, we thought there's a lot of positions on this field, um, that, that, that the Browns were elite at in the beginning of the season. Then we found out that they were no longer elite. They were just average. And as the season continued to go on, you saw one or two things happen. Either the players on this roster, we overestimated what they were and how good they were, or the coaching staff is inept at the highest levels. It may be a, a, a kind of a little, little bit of both, um, but you know when you watch this game, it's just very tough to see how the Cleveland Browns can be very optimistic going into 2023, regardless if they have Deshaun Watson, um, regardless if they have Miles Garrett, um, because you have to ask yourself, why does everybody else's players seem to play peak performance? Why do they always seem to come up with the plays? Why are they the ones making the plays? Why are we the ones making mistakes? It's mistakes you never happen. In the league, we had a we had a, somebody run into a punter. My question is, why are you even in punt blocking that situation? Any coach in their right mind would be in punt safe or punt return looking to have, when there was field position game, they kicked that ball from the 10, 15-yard line. You're looking at a field position game early on. And you're saying, okay, now if we even fair catch this thing, we got the ball inside the Bengals' uh, territory, moving the football and try to get a first down here to get back into scoring position. And just for them to be in that position, McNuggets, is something that no coach would do in the NFL. No coach does that. It's just crazy. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of things we're going to get to. It's just G and I today, guys. No Jeff, no Bull. Uh, they'll be back hopefully next week, but we're going to do this piece by piece. We're going to go piece by piece. And Spoonie, and this is a great intro here. Spoonie says, uh, there goes my Kool-Aid. You and all the rest of us, Spoonie. That is no yes, longer sir. a realistic yes, thing here. Uh, here's here's how we're going to do this, G. When it's just you and I, we have way more time to interact with people in the chat. If you yeah. guys have questions, we're going to do our best to answer as many questions as we can throughout this. We're going to talk about the Sean Watson and his performance better than last week. Is it MVP Watson? No, somewhere in the middle. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Stefanski. We'll talk about Woods. We'll talk about not doubling Jamar Chase. Oh, wow. We'll talk about Mike Prefer and the special teams play, which continues to leave us kind of scratching our heads. We're also going to talk about DPJ dropping a pass after playing a great game. Also, mm-hmm. the offensive line. So there's just, there's a lot of different facets. So, Jay, I'm going to ask you, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Watson? He is the biggest story. Do you want to talk with the overall kind of outcome and snapping the streak? Um, We can start with Watson. Um, I, I thought Watson played a lot better than he did last game. Um, I thought he came out. Um, He was still a little winded. Um, I, I think that the play he got fooled on Jesse Bates um, was a play that is you, if you keep, if you keep going throughout the season, what you'll be able to do is see that a little bit better. He should have threw that ball with anticipation. That's one of those throws as a quarterback. You throw it now, let him run it up underneath it, and, and you got a completion. He waited until he saw it, which is another thing about, about the game speed, and it just goes show goes to show you how the game speed is against the center against uh, a, 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 a corner like Bates or excuse me, safety like Bates. He's already reading the quarterback's eyes, and he can get there immediately right then. Boom. I'm going to run across the field, and if you hold it too late, I got to, I, I, I got to beat on you. I thought Watson had some really good throws. I thought he, he snuck the ball into Njoku a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought he did, you know, solid. He played solid. I wouldn't give him, uh, you know, any A's or B's. I would probably say he played. Uh, I had a C plus, maybe a B minus if you want to get cute. 
But in general, um, I, I think Deshaun Watson played a Deshaun Watson hit a bad game for him, but it would be somewhere in the middle where Jacoby Reset would have played, right? Missed some throws that made some good throws, right? Yeah, I thought Watson at certain moments in the game showed us who Deshaun Watson can be when he's back. The one throw right. where he had a guy hanging on his leg and he threw it 16 yards downfield on a dime. Beautiful. Exactly. That first out route exactly. to Amari Cooper, I think it may have been the first play of the game for the Browns offensively, was beautiful. There were moments when you could see, even when he didn't make the play, some of the way he's able to dance in the pocket and avoid getting sacked when other quarterbacks were set. You know, previous Browns guys were just gone down there. He showed flashes of being Deshaun Watson, the Deshaun Watson we saw in Houston when he was playing at yeah. an MVP caliber level. He also at times looked like a dude who's played one football game, one and a half football games in 700 plus days. Like he's still rusty and he was certainly better than he was last week. I think it was actually impossible for him to take a step back from last week. That's how poorly I thought he played against the Texans. But the timing and I think his confidence and his uh, his willingness to let it rip, G. And, and you played, and we're going to get to – I see three super chats we're going to get to next. I want to ask you this. He goes back. To me, it seems like he sees a guy, he wants to let it rip, but he's not confident in the connection with the receiver where he's going to be, and he's hesitating just a tiny bit. And that hesitation – is what's leading to some of these guys. They say they're not open, but in football, in the NFL, those windows are so tight. You got to either make the throw or it's not there. So yeah. do you think that just, that just comes – I'm attributing that to it's just going to come with time, getting more rest with these guys. It probably won't happen this season or probably be when we see Deshaun Watson next season. But yeah. do you see that hesitancy that I'm seeing, or am I looking too much into why um, he's not letting it rip on that back foot on that three-step drop hits and he's not letting it fire? Yeah, it, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's almost – it's like when you play a quarterback, you, it's a faith thing. Like, mm -hmm. you, you, when you step back and hit the third foot, you throw in the ball a lot of times where the receiver is even out of his cut. He doesn't – he just has to turn around. Perfect you example, don't know what, the Jamar Chase touchdown, he didn't even see – he did not think that ball was coming to him, and it yep. landed in his stomach. And Perfect it was right example. there. Uh, and, and, and that's the type of things that we were talking about where – you know, there are no windows that are wide open in in, 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 a, uh, in a game. So sometimes it's, it's a little difficult to get to those, but he has to throw it with, with a little anticipation. And I will say this too. Um, there's a thing to be said for exactly what is our playbook. Because one of the things I've noticed in three years here, I've noticed something. I've noticed that people on other teams, Jamar Chase, was open a lot. I mean, he's getting 10 yard speed outs and he's got John Johnson on his back. I'm noticing every other team has a way to get me some gimme yards. Everything the Cleveland Browns do, no matter who's the quarterback, looks difficult. There is no schemed up plays where there's six yards and no one's around them. I mean, these guys are clawing and fighting for every yard. And it makes me second guess. What route combinations are you running? What type of uh, concepts are you running where <laughs> everybody else seems to be open? But when we get on offense, this we we look like we operating in a phone booth. Yeah, it just everything look constricted, um, and that just goes to show you. We also before we get to these super chats because I know a lot of people is trying to get in here. Remember we said before. Why we need a speed guy, we need a burner, we need somebody to open the field up. When you watch the Cleveland Browns, every single thing inside this field looks constricted. Uh, and, and that's gonna have to be addressed at one way or another with somebody in, in uh uh in, in the draft or free agency. We got two super chats we're gonna read. We're also gonna talk penalties, by the way. I, I didn't mention that on the whole list. We do have to talk about the referees, and I have some thoughts on, on penalties. Uh, oh my gosh. This is from P. Rothstein. Uh Donnie M, by the way. He just said the Jets game is going to kill us. Donnie, you're right. The Jets game is the one that we all want back. That one's the the inexcusable. Before I read the Super Chat, I saw someone in here say, gee, we're making excuses for Watson. I think you and I just put it pretty bluntly. We thought he played okay. I didn't think he played great. I don't know what excuses we're making. Um, no one there said he go. played a great game. Like, he, he showed some flashes. He made some plays that weren't, uh, weren't stellar. I'm not sure if either of us are making excuses. No. So I just wanted uh, he, to address I mean, that real quick. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that's not it. Yeah. Uh, P. Rossi, 216. Why did they take Watson out on the fourth and one on that first drive that changed the momentum? Gee, Brissett is the sneak god. I get that. I don't care about anything that he's done in the past. This is Deshaun Watson's offense. He should never leave the field. And if you're going to take a shot, take it with four. Why, why, 
I don't, I don't even mind the play call per se. I, I personally prefer the fourth and one they ran later, that little read option that Watson picked up with his legs. But if you're going to take a shot, why not do it with four? Like that, that's the part of it I don't get. And you always say Stefanski tries to get too cute. I don't mind going deep on fourth and one. DPJ was open. The play call itself worked. But you're bringing in a nice cold backup quarterback who didn't play more than a single snap last week, and he overshoots him. That's where I think the criticism of Stefanski is absolutely valid because he did outthink himself. He got too cute there, and I really don't have an answer for you, P. Rossi. I do not know why he took out Deshaun Watson in that fourth and one. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, man. To me, that's a fireball offense. I'm going to just be honest with you um, because when you look at that play, Deshaun Watson had hit two nice throws in that drive. It's fourth down. Push come to shove, you playing a team that's, that's that's number one in the division. They just beat the Chiefs. Push come to shove. If I'd rather you kick a field goal and say, look, we got some points on the board. Let's get your defense is playing well at the time. Take your points. But but he thinks he's so doggone smart. If I noticed, then you know last week you tried to set this play up. You brought Jacoby Brissett into the game and you put him under under center and you took Deshaun Watson out. So I don't know whether or not you thought that was setting it up in a good way because it was, he's the sneak God. So we're going to, everyone's going to sell out to stop Jacoby. Listen, you had all the time in the world to play Jacoby freaking Brissett for the first 11 games. And you didn't even do a good enough job at that. You won three games doing that. Now you get to a point where it's all about what we're trying to do to develop. We got a great drive coming out of the field. You take a backup quarterback, bring him off the bench, and make a very difficult corner route. That is a difficult route to throw. Drop it in a bucket when he comes off the bench. And you got your starting quarterback who you're trying to build confidence in. The team is trying to get acclimated. And because you want to be smart. You take your quarterback out to run a play and not even a wildcat. It's a throw. There's not a high school coach that would do it. There's not a JV coach would do it. There's no division one coaches do it. And he's the laughing stock of the NFL for doing that crap. Patrick Mahomes ain't never coming out. Burrow ain't coming out. Herbert's not coming out. Brady, Rogers, Dak Prescott, Lamar. None of those people are calling out. And he does this. What do you want? You want your name in the paper, Kevin? <laughs> Is that what you want? I don't get it, man. He's corny. He's corny as hell. Yeah, but like, like I said, the, the, the play call itself worked. DPJ was open. I just don't get why if you're going to take a shot, you think they're going to they're gonna sell. Like, I, and here's the thing, ready? You don't have to be super athletic to be a good sneak quarterback. Jacoby Brissett's not no. super athletic. Tom Brady, one of the best QB sneak quarterbacks of all time, runs like a 17-second 40-yard dash. If you're telling me that there's any real difference, G, between – what Deshaun Watson can do on a sneak and Jacoby Brissett can do on a sneak, I'm calling bullshit on it. I, I don't believe there's a difference. So to take your star quarterback out. Now, granted, it's his first drive of the second game. He's not Deshaun Watson. He wasn't Houston yet. But to take him out to put a guy in to fake it and have him throw it, like you said, a very difficult pet. That, that to me, I, I will not be able to wrap my head around. Uh, and by the way, G Money Uptown says we should have got Fuller. There's no deep threat. Well, they thought Anthony Schwartz was going to be the deep threat. They clearly misevaluated that position. And I promise you I, – actually, I can't promise, but I would be absolutely shocked if there's not a new deep threat on this roster next year. And shout-out True Brownie. I don't know what your comment was, True Brownie, but we love you. Well, we appreciate you, though. Yeah, appreciate you. <laughs> you know, that's so crazy, man. And, 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 and McNuggets, think about this, man. Think about this. And this is why this is so damning. The, 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 the Cincinnati Bengals were down their number one tight end. The Cincinnati Bengals had no T. Higgins. Yep. Cincinnati Bengals had no Tyler Boyd. And the Cincinnati Bengals, when all you mentioned it earlier, I asked Tyvis before, I said, if you got only Jamar Chase, just one guy, why not double him and roll coverage his way every single play and let the other guys beat you? And you know what he did? They not only didn't double him, they still didn't play man-to-man on the coverage on the other tertiary receivers. The little small scat guys were getting wide open. It's it's like, I, I don't understand. And, and I know people, and I know people don't like change a little bit, Nuggets, and it's hard to call, not call for people's jobs and stuff. I get it. But as a defensive coordinator, let's just be honest, right? I could do it. You could do it. What Joe Woods is doing right now, Anybody off the street can do. 
if you want to just rush forward and play base and have Miles Garrett and Jadavi Clowney beat guys, sure. But but to, but to let Jamar Chase have a hundred plus yards and still have Taylor wide open and and Ragnar Lothbrook and <laughs> Thor, these dudes look like a bunch of Vikings. Five ten Vikings were killing you today, and we just we can't stop nothing. Can't stop so nothing. I used, to play, I used to play a lot of Madden back in high school. Like I was, gee, I, I was really good at Madden. Like top, <laughs> you you look like one of them dudes. You look like I one played, of them good Madden dudes. I, I played way too much, like way way too much. You know the only two defenses that work in Madden: your basic cover two, your basic cover three. The blitzes don't work. They don't, and that's what Joe Woods is just calling. Repeat, that's it. repeat. For now me. he did try to he did try to man up Jamar Chase a little bit today with Denzel Ward. And we'll talk about Denzel Ward at some point, I promise you, because he may not be a $100 million cornerback. He's nowhere near that. He's nowhere Jamar near Chase cooking. I mean, Jamar Chase barbecue chicken. That, I don't think anyone can really cover that, Jamar that, that rookie for the like Bengals. That. that rookie for the Bengals he played awesome. better than him. He played awesome. He's better yeah. than him. Uh, real quick, P, I'm going to read P. Rothstein. Then I'm going to read Donnie. Then we're going to answer P. Rothstein because I want to okay. see the rest of the chat. When you guys know when I have super chats up, for me, the chat stops. So I can't see the next one. So. We're going to read this. We're going to go to Don. We're going to answer P. Rothstein. Ready, G? Mm-hmm. Uh, P. Rothstein, the special teams coach must be fired. Why are you trying to block a punt? We're going to get great field position. Fire him ASAP. Donnie says, damn McNuggets. I think Brady runs a little faster than a 70-second 40-yard dash. Yeah, he does, but you get the point. He's not athletic. You don't have to be a super, uh, a super athletic quarterback to be good at sneaks. Back to the block. Tyva said something a little interesting in the chat as we were going through. Um, we got another super chat coming up in a sec. He said, you know, you try to sneak it in there because if it's a block, it's a scoop and score as opposed to just taking over field position. I think when you're the, when you're the Browns or you're any team that's not dynamic offensively, why risk it? It is my thing. Why risk it? You're going to get halfway decent field position anyway. Why risk it? You know, McNuggets, I'll give you a comparison. You play you play hoops in college. By the way, by, contrary to popular belief, he did play. McNuggets played in college. So respect his gangster. You can't say nothing. He got the he got the flag over you. Don't play. So my thing is, I'm gonna use this analogy. You ever see somebody do fake 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 hustle? My my thing is, if you hit a bucket, no one told you to pick up 90 feet because if you pick up 90 feet and you're this close to a guy, you know what you're gonna do, right? You're gonna hand check him. You're gonna foul him, and you're gonna turn around look at the ref like, no, no. No one told you to pick up a half court. Get back, stay arm length distance away, and play good solid defense like we told we coach you. That's the same thing with these. Nobody blocks kicks in the NFL, Tybus. You know that. What is this beamer ball? See these guys, you know good and well. Ain't no but the block is on when you're in that position. You're sitting there telling your guys. Listen, you know it's not a fake inside your territory. So you know you you can you can get back and guys can get especially deep to set up a return. Why do you have fields a backup player that close to a punter ever? That's on your special teams and some people say, "Well, that's prefer. That's not on Ostefeski." No, 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 no. See, you can't tell me I already know. I didn't played on punt block and punt return. Every single time that special team coach gets out there when it's fourth down and they doing this, while they're doing this on TV, the head coach is right next to the special team coach, and they're either saying return, safe, or block. The same way when you score a touchdown and the coach does this, one or two. See, y'all guys don't under – listen, I'm letting you know what the game is. He's responsible for everything moving. You think they can? You, you think they throwing challenge flags based on what people are saying, or is it Coach Stefanski? So stop trying to uh, uh, absolve him of it. It was no reason. That is two big blunders. And guess what? Your defense was playing great at that time, and yeah. you can't even, you, listen. It's a matter of time before Burrow and them boys get hot. They got offense, and instead of playing to your strengths, instead of playing smart. And playing the way you're supposed to, he gets cute on a punt block. It's, yeah. it's baffling. It's baffling. And, and I do think of all the plays today, G, that was probably the most momentum changing because you had just gotten a stop. It was, st- I think it was still, was it 0 0 at the time? Yeah, 0 0. 0 0, yeah. And that gave Cincinnati second life. There were other penalties on the drive. I get that. But that was the one. And, and here's the thing with me that, that really gets me in G. 
we're not going to have an answer to this this year. And I think this may be the biggest thing on Stefanski overall as a head coach, the biggest indictment on him. The inconsistency week for week for certain players. You look at Tony Fields last week. Tony Fields went from not playing or sparingly, comes in, magnificent game against Houston. Magnificent. Comes back this week. I can't think of a single defensive play he made. And the only thing we're going to remember about Tony Fields from this game is the roughing the passer penalty. And it's just, it, it's baffling to me that some of these young guys, and, and even the veterans, I'm, I'm not absolving the veterans, that they deserve the equal amount of blame for being just as inconsistent. Denzel Ward's looked great. He's looked bad. Newsome, same thing. All, all the guys, especially defensively. How they could come out one week, do something, and then next week regress. It's not always going to be a forward progression. You're not going to take a leap like Tony Fields did week after week after week, or else he'd be Ed Reed in like six weeks. But you don't want to see them drop off and fall off a cliff immediately. And I thought we saw from a couple of guys this year, games where one, they've looked, Jacob Phillips, a perfect example too. Was it the Steelers game? Jacob Phillips had 14 tackles. Looked yeah. like, oh, yeah. we actually may have found our middle linebacker. And then two weeks later, he's completely benched. I mean, we see guys step up, and then they take a step back. And real quick, before we go on, because I want to get to the next Super Chat, G, you can answer that. Uh, True Brownie says, Campbell is doing more with less talented lines than Stefanski is, than Stefanski stinks, excuse me, nice nickname, Stefanski stinks, is doing with the more talented Browns. Coaching matters. It absolutely does. And then one more from uh, Christopher Brown. I'm sick of Stefanski calling the plays, and Joe Woods needs to be fired. He calls wussy plays. I spend my money all week just for depression. It, it, it's hard to argue that they have not been good this year. So we feel your pain, Chris. 1,172 people in the building. We ask y'all to do a favor. We come on here and share, share your pain every single week at the two minute warning. Hey, so you ain't got a super chat. Just show love. Hit that, hit that like button for us one time. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when we come on, you catch the rest of our content. 1,172. We appreciate you guys, um, and we appreciate you supporting uh, the, uh, the the two-minute uh, warning with the uh, Cleveland Browns. We, 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 we appreciate y'all supporting everything we do, whether it's the overtime content, which you can become a member if you want. It's just less than 60 bucks a month for that exclusive content. It's over two hours of, a month of extra content no one else gets. You just want to subscribe. We appreciate that. It all helps us in the long run. So thank you guys for uh, helping us out. This is not a super chat, but I saw someone tweet this earlier. April, how about Kevin uh, Kevin Stefan's Kitchens? After some of the play calls, a little channeling uh, Freddie Kitchens back in the day. I thought that was pretty funny when I saw that earlier. By the way, Freddie Kitchens didn't have a bad offense. I mean, Odell had 1,000 yards. Jarvis had 1,100 yards. Nick Chubb had over 1,000. Um, I mean, his offense wasn't really crazy. My thing is, and we talked about, I talked about this on the pregame show when I was on the radio. I said, like, look, man, one of the things that we're going to have to really break, drill down, and I'm interested if you guys put it in the chat, if you disagree with this or not. I'm trying to figure out what, what is his, what is his Stefanski's signature win? I can't think of a team that he's beaten where I was super impressed by the way they beat those teams, right? And, and that goes back to that, that, that completely goes back to the playoff run. The biggest game and got him the coach of the year. And people think we don't remember this is he didn't even coach that game. He was at home with COVID. He was under protocol. So I'm looking, if you put it in the chat, we'll rock with it. I'm just trying to figure out what signature win was it? I can't even really tell you per se what he does well on offense. Like it so what, just, what, it, what he does well on offense is scheme up plays for tight ends and like, like the Njoku touchdown to his credit, very creative, very effective offensive play. Now it was it cutesy and could it backfire very easily. Absolutely. But I do think he does a good job of scheming up plays for your secondary guys. Now there's a legitimate argument to be made G that he does not utilize his best talent to the maximum abilities. Now you saw that with Stefan Diggs man. in Minnesota. You saw that with Odell Beckham Jr. here. He does do a good job of getting the Harrison Bryants, the Njoku, some of these other secondary options open and, and get them the ball in creative space. But he doesn't utilize his best players to maximum ability. And I think if you were to pull everyone all, uh, you know, nearly 1,200 people in here, if you were to pull all of them, would you rather see him try to force the ball to their option A a little more or be conservative, get the ball to options B and C. I, th- I think everyone's going to take A, and I think that's part of the reason uh, that people are so frustrated with Stefanski. It's it's not that he can't do it. He just doesn't. Now, now, think about this. and This goes to the philosophies, right? 
We talked about it before where other coaches have done this. We talked about the Falcons, right? The Falcons realized in, 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 counterintuitively, look, guess what? We can't, uh, we can't uh, throw the ball. Let's just stop throwing and running every play, right? We go into a game like this. Jamar Chase is, I, I, I mean, uh, one of their number one receivers, one of the best receivers in the league. And you would think that the other team would say, well, they're probably going to take that away from us. They're probably going to double him. And you would think that other people were going to have to beat the Browns. No. They just simply said, we don't care. We'll just keep throwing it to Jamar Chase, right? But the Browns have they that's a novel thought to them. If we had and and I know this hurts your heart, and a lot of people are gonna have to understand this. If we had Jamar Chase, he'd be an average player. If if, if we had if we had well, if we had Derrick Henry, he'd be an average player. If we had TJ Watt, he would be an average player. And you know why? Because the people that are in charge, we've all been in offices before, where the people that are in charge are incompetent. They lose money. They fire the wrong people. They promote their buddies. They do stuff that's stupid. And then they look around and say, well, we're paying this guy all this money. How come we're losing revenue? Because you refuse to put these people in a position and you won't go to them till the well runs dry. The NFL stands for not for long. And for the people who cannot figure out who the best players are, you'll be you'll be gone. It's just simple as that. And it might not be this year. It might not be the beginning of next year. But trust and trust and believe if the Cleveland Browns start 0-4, Kevin Stefanski will be gone. Oh, gone. So Andrew Barry will be gone, and so we'll bad. be doing it all over again. I'm telling you right now. So, gee, I, I I realized something watching the game today, and this I don't know if it's a hot take, but it's certainly something we haven't talked about here. Deshaun Watson in Houston took 87% of his snaps from the shotgun. 87%. He's a shotgun quarterback. Can he go under center? Yes. Does he like to be under center? No. He's a shotgun quarterback. Nick Chubb's an I-formation running back. Nick Chubb is not a shotgun running back. They try to get the side-to-side plays instead of letting him run downhill. And Chubb, for as good as he is, and Chubb is an elite running back, is at his best going downhill, not east to west. And I don't know, and I didn't think of this till watching it today, G. Those two may not complement each other at all. And you kind of have to make a decision, and you're paying Watson a lot of money. Nick Chubb may not fit into with what they want to do offensively. Hey, and let me, let me, crap out of me. Let me tell you something, Nugget. See, you hitting on stuff. See, y'all can, y'all can be mad at me for all y'all want. I, I, I've been here three years in this market. I said Joe Woods wasn't no good three years ago. I was right. I said Obel Beckham Jr. in the right system would be good. I was right. I told you that Kevin Stefanski be having problems getting playmakers stuff, right? So now we get to this point. Have you noticed where has the creativity in the run game going, right? See, what happens What happens is you got – now you have Deshaun Watson, who is a shotgun quarterback. So instead of Nick Chubb getting the ball going downhill, now Nick Chubb is doing this read stuff, east and west running. And now what was happening is you got guys in the middle. Uh, a reader was just putting your center all he the was, way in the backfield. Was, real quick, putting in a, reader was unbelievable today. And that's – when we talk about not having a defensive tackle – that's why you get a dude like like he single-handedly changed the complexion of the game. Who needs D tackles, McNuggets? Who needs them? The Browns need desperately. You, desperately. You see what I'm saying? And now, and now because you're going east and west, you don't get the combo block up top. You don't get a teller or a Batonio giving them that third eye and then get to the next level. Everything is trying to be stretched. You can't stretch and reach a guy who's putting you in the backfield. It doesn't work. And so when you see Nick Chubb say, people say, what's wrong with the running game? The running game has nuances. The running game has different ways you can move at it. Off tackle plays, zone plays, gap plays, all those things count. And now you got it behind center and you're not getting the run game. So my thing is, if you're not going to get it that way with the run game, you got to have a vertical passing game, right? But they don't got a vertical passing game because they don't have a speed guy that can that can challenge anybody vertically. It's like, I, and I, I, it's just like I don't want to sit here and just keep going over this stuff because after a certain point in time, people will tune you out and they say like, "Yo, you just think you know everything." The problem is I don't even know that much. 
That's the scary thing. Them coaches on the other side that's putting 70 hours a week in know everything I'm saying and more. And and these games come down to two, three plays, bro. That 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 first drive where you get no points because you put a Bursette in, that was points. The punt block where you got some dude blocking and, and you call a punt block and you, you rough the quarter, that's more points. You're done. You're dead right there. They got Shamar Chase and Burrow. You the room for air was already this small, and he gives away room for air better than anybody I know in the world. Uh, P. Rothstein says, to my point, we don't have the team to run read option plays. This next one comes from G Money Uptown. You run pistol as the base, easy fix. I'm not sure it's as easy as that. I'm not – I don't know the nuances. I don't know if that what that changes in blocking. Maybe that's the fix. If it is as easy as that, then let's hope Stefanski can make that adjustment. I, I personally – don't think it's as easy as just going to the pistol, but I will defer to people who know the nuances of offense better. And then we have uh, one more here from Christopher Brown. I do want to thank you guys for the show. It does help. This therapy for us, just like it is for you guys. Uh, We also got one more from James here. The Ivy league school strut business is tired, exhausting and nauseating face it. Kevin, you're not the smartest guy in the league or the room. It's it's hard to argue with it. It's hard to argue with what James B is saying. Not, not that's the fancy, the smartest guy in the room. Uh, as I was saying, though, before to the last one, this is therapy for us just like it is for you guys. Like we, contrary to what people think, we like talking about wins a lot more than we like talking about losses. I promise you it's a lot more fun to do this show after a win than it is a loss. So anyone who's like, oh, the, the media is out to get the Browns, I promise you, maybe national media, maybe, maybe. But we independent. Certainly <laughs> we- not. We independent, like the the our, for 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 business. The Browns winning is huge. It's almost like saying that, like when LeBron won the championship and they had extra playoff games for business. That for bars and local eateries, that was life or death, right? For us, for us talking about the Browns, a difference between the Browns winning in business and Browns losing in business is night and day, of course. And not to mention that we, not to mention though, McNuggets, it's crazy, man. Like. People don't understand this. It literally pains me to see other teams leap you. Like, like the Bengals were just in the same place you were. They drafted Jamar Chase. They drafted Joe Burrow. And then they went to the Super Bowl. But I've been in this market and I've heard every smart, you know what, media guy. And every smart dude tell me why continuity and why... Listen, it's easy, and no disrespect to to Bull or whoever it is. It's easy for you to sit up here and tell me about what my team is doing when your team is winning. Don't give me that. I done put 41 years in, and I'm a youngin'. I, I'm, I, I I'm a young dude. Do you know how many people that have been in a grave trying to wait for, for a win? Like, like we don't got no. I I watch Joe Flacco and and Ed Reed beat our tails every week. I watch Andy Dalton beat us for the Bengals. I'll be damned if I'm sitting here on the counts of Joe Woods and and Kevin Stefanski running it back just because. No, 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 no. I don't have time for that. I watched us get beat by down the liners before, and then I got to watch you do it again just to say, give him a shot. No, I'm cool with that, bro. All that give him a shot, that's a charity speech. You go to Salvation Army with that, bro. Pick up some groceries. Ring the bell because this ain't charity. This ain't about none of that. It's either you getting wins and getting better or you not. And I'm tired of sitting up here doing this, man. I'm just saying. I'm, we over it. And I speak for a lot of people. Y'all can cookie cut and rub people's shoulders and, and, and do all this kumbaya stuff and, and this you're a knee-jerk reaction. Be better. I will be better. I will, and I will continue to call for people who suck. Get out. You could go get Mike Petten back. You want him back? I don't. Uh, Jerry Winkler says, thanks, G and Nugs. This one hurt because we beat ourselves, and I think that's what we have to talk about next, G. The referees, the penalties, and, here, and here's my two cents on all that. I'm going I'm to throw this out here. We can react and we go down individually. 99 out of 100 times, 99 out of 100 times, the rest don't cost you a game. I didn't think the refs cost the Browns this game. I thought the refs cost the Browns the Baltimore game earlier this year when they called that phantom offensive pass interference against Amari Cooper. I don't think they cost the Browns this game. I think a lot of the penalties were pretty valid. Was everyone perfect? Absolutely not. 
refs are never going to be perfect. But those false starts, that is what it is. Like I said, not, not all of them, but a lot of them were valid. And at the end of the day, you go back to that first drive, or the, the first drive that Cincinnati scored on. If Tony Fields doesn't truck stick the punter, which you can't tell me that's a bad call, that was absolutely a penalty. The next three or four don't happen. And at the end of the day, it's partially on coaching. False starts, offsides, it's partially on coaching. It's also partially on the players. They're undisciplined. This team's undisciplined. It is what it is. And that's on the coaching side of it. But it doesn't matter how well you coach or, or how what the coach is saying if you're going to jump offsides. Like, that, that's not necessarily Stefanski's fault per se, but it's a culmination of the two because they're undisciplined and the penalties acted up. But let's let's not pretend that the rest were the only reason the Browns lost this game. You know, this also comes from an era of culture, right? See, the Cleveland Browns have been um, so bad for so long. You can't – it's only human nature. So when, when the Kansas City Chiefs do something, right, and they play, you've seen the Kansas City Chiefs play, and they played at a high level. They've won games. They've won Super Bowls, all that good stuff. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahone, MVP. So as a referee, when they do something wrong, you give them the benefit of the doubt because you start to think, oh, that's that's Patrick Mahomes. He really didn't. They really didn't do that, right? Or, oh, that's Travis Kelsey. I, you know what? That might not be holding. It's only human nature. It's only because it's reinforcement. Those teams are always, always on TV. Those teams always, always seem to get the benefit of the doubt. But when you're the Cleveland Browns and many people make jokes of you and all your coaches are passive, all your coaches are passive for the last 12 to 20 years. Here's what happens. They figure, what is the, what is the ultimate recourse if I do have a terrible call against the Browns? Nobody saw it. It's the eighth game on the schedule anyway. <laughs> Did, who, is Roger Goodell going to get any pressure? No. It doesn't matter if you call a terrible call against the Cleveland Browns. You know why? Because they've told you you're a self-checked. You are irrelevant. It don't matter if we make 10 bad calls against you. You ain't even going to raise a stink about it. See, a real dude, a real coach would do this. How much money I make? That's more than I made when I was working when I was working a minimum wage job. Here's, here's how much money I make as a coach. I got 250 on that. That ain't nothing. I got 250000 for for the for the post game. You go into the post game. And you give them every bit of worth that 250. You give them hell. And you tell them about bottle gate. And you tell them about all the deflate gates. And you go in there and you get your money's worth. And you tell them it's too it's too long that the Cleveland Browns have been coming up on the short end of the stick. And, and you know what? If it happened again next week, I'll be up here at this podium giving another 250000 You know what that brings? cameras you know what that brings it brings discord you know what that brings people will be upset and if you're a referee and you want to slide under the radar you gonna think twice about calling ticky tack files and crunch time but you gotta it takes a man to take that 250 hey i don't care nothing about no money i'll put my money down listen you scared money don't make no money i gotta if they gotta if they got a pit of money and a pool of money for the for for bounties what you think I got for referees and me calling them out? I got all day over here. Start, come on! But until you do that, you're not you don't you're not gonna get no respect. They don't respect us, the colors. They don't respect none of that. They just don't. They think you're a joke. That's what they're telling you. We got two super chats. Hey, even if you disagree with us, we're gonna read your super chat. Uh, SG says undisciplined six flags a game. WTF? Are you talking about? Um, they had a hundred penalty yards today. They were undisciplined today. I, I don't, I don't know how to argue the other, other side of it. Uh, Charles Slappy says, soft coach equals soft team, period. Yeah, that, that's it. That's how you want to read into it. Absolutely. Gee, um, one thing I want to ask about here, the offensive line play of late has just not been good. And I, I'm not – injuries have obviously decimated this unit. They're down to their, literally their fourth or fifth string center. Conklin is whatever you want to say. I know your feels on Wills. Teller's been hurt, but Tonio, he was good again today, I thought. There was a play, by the way, on the positive side. I think it was like the second or third series of the game. 
It was second and 12. They're in a uh, chub to the left side. Batonio was 13 yards downfield blocking. Like some, you can say some guys in the Browns may have, may have quit. Batonio, not at all. That, that dude is, he's, he's special. I'll find I'll tweet out the play. He, he was 13 yards downfield. No, I, I know what it was. It was only yeah. one of the good plays that the Browns had. You know, it, so it was only they one only of the good They only run plays. to the left, by the way. They only run to Batonio and Wills. They, they don't even try running to the right. Uh, well, see, here's there's your problem. And what happened to uh, Taylor pulling? We don't got that. Uh, well, I know I tried to pull on one play I could think of, and it was a, one of, back to my point about Watson and Chubb. It was one of those RPOs when he was going sideways, and before mm-hmm. he even got there, either Wills missed the tackle, the tight end missed the block, and uh, Hendrickson was in the backfield, and he tackled Chubb before Taylor could even get to the block. Uh, mm-hmm. Real quick, D D D. DB Dog 21 says at some point you have to stop being the company man. Someone on this team needs to be honest at the podium. Coaches on down are just too passive. If you expect, and this is no disrespect, DPD Dog 21, if you expect Stefanski to say anything at the podium, just keep on waiting. He's not going to say anything and he will never say anything. So man, uh, I, agree, I agree with the point, but we're just not going to get it. I also want to be six foot four tomorrow, and that's uh, that ain't going to happen. So I, I, I say this like this, man, and, and this is. See a lot of people, and I know I know how society is. I, I get it. When we're when we're when we're young, we're taught not to not to buck against authority, and and we we're taught that if a person got to a level of leadership, they got there because they were smart, intelligent, and earned a job. That's not life, people. I know people that are incompetent at every level, including the highest level in in, the, in our government. Incompetent, corrupt, all the above, letter D. The point I'm making is. There were times where people won't ever want to hear this. LeBron left the Cleveland Cavaliers four years before he would even got time to leave. You know why? Because because the front office was incompetent. You couldn't put a team. Danny Ferry, Danny Ferry was one of the worst uh, general managers in the history of the game. You couldn't put nobody around him. Nobody would come to even play with him. So when you look at this team, and I just want to, I, I want to just give people uh the, the, the put it out there the scenario y'all can like Stefanski all you want you can but but I'm not losing him at the cost of losing marquee players I'm gonna be honest with you if I was if I was if I was Miles Garrett I'd ask for a trade I would if I was Nick Chubb I'd ask for a trade I would and, and, and y'all believe so much in a person that don't do nothing don't run the ball has mixed results at best you telling me you want the coach over the marquee players? Because I'm going to be honest with you. The only thing that's been – the only thing <laughs> that's the difference is you want Stefanski holding up this, 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 the sheet of integrity, talking to nobody, or you want a, you want a, you want a primetime edge rusher? Because I didn't already see him walk, walk Odell out of town and got nothing for him. I'd rather walk you out of town. What's easier to find, a coach or a receiver? A coach or a defensive end, a coach or a multi-talented back like like Nick Chubb, and guess what? Y'all would do it too late, cause we always a, 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 a day late on everything. I told y'all Baker wasn't no good four years ago. Run it back, let's run it back. <laughs> we want to run it back so tough, and if you run it back so tough, I wouldn't even be surprised if Joe Woods is still left on this squad. You know why? Because even they think you're suckers. Joe Woods is just casting checks right now. Nothing changes. What was the difference between John Johnson and 23? I'm going to just start calling him 43 because you're two times, 20 times worse. I'd rather take 23 back. At least he hustled. And so I have, uh, I, I have a call. I want to read the super chat. And Gia, I didn't think we were going to talk about this, but uh, it's worth talking. You just brought it up. So uh, Scotty Courtney says, little Kev always trying to be cute. AB can't draft or evaluate talent. Ironically, there are no dogs on this team, and that Ward contract is going to hamstring the salary cap for years to come. It's not looking like a good contract. That That is absolutely a, a valid thing. So we talk about Stefanski, and I'm putting you on the spot here, so you may not have an exact answer. But coaches are easier to replace, but the reality is, how many really good head coaches in the NFL do you think there are right now? Are there 10 really good head coaches in the NFL? I don't think Zach Taylor is a good coach, and he went to the Super Bowl. Fair, fair. I think that may be the outlier, maybe. Uh, I, I, but but I, I my point is, it, you know, I don't love Stefanski either. 
but I'm not sure you're immediately unless you can bring in Sean Payton. Like I'm not sure who the exact uh, exact replacement is to get him in to uh, replace it. Maybe it is Sean Payton. Like maybe nope. Sean Payton is the guy to bring in if he wants to come to Cleveland and coach. Uh, you know, offer McKee to the city. You know, he would be the guy. I think if you could get him, he's the home run hire. But it's not the, it's the same, thing with, same thing with Woods and, and the other guys. And just more of a general point than with the Browns. It's easy to say my, fire guy. It's not always easy to find. A, my, a my, my thing. My thing is how how do you get lapped like that though, McNuggets? Listen, it's less of a defensive stance. It's not good today. Just, just in general, it's it's so easy. And I'm looking at the comments, and everyone's fire, fire, fire. And yes, I do think Woods not here next year. I'd be shocked if Prefer's here. Stefanski's going to get the first couple of games to see what he does with Watson. But if you come in with Stefanski next year, which like I I, I can't see him getting fired this off season. you alluded to it earlier. He's going to get the first couple of games. Then you start next season, and you have an interim coach for most of the year, and it's really the circle just repeats itself. But, and but, that's, but, kind of, that's kind of what I'm getting at more than anything else. That's that's deadly. What? Let me tell you this. Here's the deadly part about it. Here's the deadly part about it. If you if you if you get rid of Stefanski at at the end of uh at the end of, or any time beginning in the year ne- next year. So say for instance, any time in 2023, you move away from Stefanski. You're on the doorstep of rebuild. Yeah. You're right but, on the door. But, but you can't. And here's the thing, real quick. We got two super chats. I got to read. You can't rebuild with this roster. They don't have the calorie cap. And you can't rebuild, rebuild it. So G Money Uptown says, I know Brian Flores would have a team balling. Yeah, he'd be another guy. We got uh, two more super chats. We'll run through these real quick. This is from Zach uh, Zakiel Sheeler. I apologize if I uh, pronounced that wrong. Zakiel. Uh, COVID years in count for Stefanski. He's not a good head coach. Deshaun is not going to help. Well, a healthy Deshaun's going to help whoever's at, at the head coach position. Having an elite quarterback can make bad guys look good, and and not having an elite quarterback can make good guys look pretty bad. And P. Rostin, the Browns would have to give up draft picks, preferably first-rounders, which we have none of just to get paid in Saints still own his rights. That's actually a good point. I forgot about that because he retired. Backs. I don't think he's a free agent coach for two or three more years. So, yeah, they're going to want – that's actually a great point. Maybe all that Sean Payton stuff is nonsense because they don't have a first-round pick to give up. Maybe they could work out some sort of deal, but – I did forget about that till right now. And thank you, P. Rothstein, for uh, for bringing that up. And one more real quick. Avery, Avery Williams says that we pick up Lovey Smith when he leaves Houston for defensive coordinator. Certainly an option. I mean, I'm not sure he's the guy you want with this defense because he runs more of a cover two scheme. I think this is built on a cover three defense. But, hell, the cover three is not working. So any change could be a good change at this point. Hey, man, um, you know, look, 1,200 people in there. Hit that like button. Stop playing. Hey, hit that like button for the holidays. <laughs> it's getting rough out here for these people. But I, you know, I, I just want you. Uh, I just want you to hear where I hear. Uh, here first. I just want. I'm the first one to kick it to you like this. Ain't nobody brought it. They'll come along next year and be like, I had an epiphany that the Browns are so. You, this may be D Day for the Browns because you listen. If you fire Stefanski. You are now in the midst of playing two guards, top 10 money, guards, guards. You have a decision to make on a fifth-year option on a possible bust at left tackle. Conklin's gone, out of here. Your your boy uh, 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 Clowney, gone, out of here. You got probably one of the bottom third safety in John Johnson, and he's making top five. Safety money. You just gave a hundred million dollars to a person who you couldn't move the deal if you wanted to in Denzel Ward. So my question to all of you out there is, would you rather keep Stefanski too long and then deal with that reset, given the fact that Deshaun Watson's making, oh, a hundred trillion dollars? Or would you rather go out and get another coach to see if he could get the most out of these high-priced players that we over-evaluated? You make the decision because if you keep Stefanski too long and you got to tear it down, any GM, any new coach will be back in here talking about why we can't do it and we got to tear it down to the studs. You make the decision. I'm just asking y'all. No, it it, it makes a, a lot of sense. You can't you can't overdo it with a guy and you can't underdo it with a guy. Uh, but at the same time with Stefanski, and once again, this, I'm not coming off as defending Stefan. I'm just trying to be the, the devil's advocate, the realist here in the room. So, but he's a real, you being real, they're going to keep him. He, he's, yeah, he's not He's not going to be fired this year. Like, right. he's not. And whether I agree, you agree, the chat agrees, 
it doesn't matter because he's not getting fired this offseason. So that's just the reality that we have to live with here. Uh, G, we got 10 minutes. We're going we're gonna to go on the positive side of things for the last 10 minutes here. We're gonna, there's been a lot of doom and gloom here, but let's go positive. I do want to remind to the 1,300 people in here, we are part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Make sure you all tune in. Hit that subscribe button if you guys don't mind. We appreciate it. You can become a member. We do exclusive overtime content. 60 bucks for the year. You get two hours of extra content a month. It's almost 24 hours of extra content. It's like 12 full shows by the end That's of the crazy. year you become a, a coach's tier member. We appreciate all you guys, and thank you for hanging out with us after a post game. We started talking Watson at the beginning. Let's go back to Watson here and kind of put a sandwich on this. We both agree. He played better today. Wasn't phenomenal, but was solid. I would mm-hmm. even say pretty good. Pretty good, maybe the right way to put it. G, we saw him take a big step from week one to week two, or game one to game two, excuse me. How big of a leap do you think we can expect game two to game three now as he continues to shake off some rust and build some more rapport with his wide receivers? He'll be better. I I think what I saw today was it, it, at least the doom and gloom was crazy on one side because I just I didn't I didn't I don't know how I feel about this coaching staff long term. And I thought I could it could even be worse because if we come back and one thing I kept hearing them say, and this is a new talking point. Hey, put a one in the chat for this. Put a one in the chat. How many times are they gonna say, Well, the old Deshaun Watson, I was like. You, you act like the old Deshaun Watson. They kept making a, a, a market uh, uh, analysis saying, well, that was the old Deshaun Watson that used to make those plays back then. This is the new Deshaun Watson. I said, oh, Lord, they didn't start it already. There, the setup is there. I saw him make enough throws, move around, do enough things in crunch time to, to, to show me why he is who he is, right? Why he why he is an elite quarterback. I think the progression you saw from week one to week two was big. I thought this game slowed down for him. I thought he didn't look overwhelmed as much. I see him took some hits. I The throw where he threw a, a, a rifle over the middle and got hit on his leg, and he, I thought his hamstring or something was there. He did enough. He did enough, and I, I thought he did some things to remind you of why Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson. Uh, but to me, that's going to get better each week. That's week one to week two. By week two to week three, remember, we said the same thing about Jacoby Brissett, and by the end when he played against the Buccaneers, we were like, wow, do we want him to come out? You're starting to see leaps and bounds and jumps, and if you look at his completions, um, he didn't throw the ball. His stats don't even look that bad. So my thing is, um, I was encouraged by the way he played. I'm encouraged by um, what it is, but I don't want to keep going back to it. But you 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 made a great point, and uh, for somebody who you know saying wouldn't even say you you are a football over the top expert when you said what you said about Nick Chubb and, and Deshaun Watson, is that pairing compatible, right? Because a lot of the runs, I think I was more disappointed in that. Not and and is it gonna be things where by the time you get to see peak Deshaun Watson? Does that mean Nick Chubb has already been minimalized to a point where we can't capitalize off both at the same time? Yeah, and and, and we'll we'll do that as a segment this week. Maybe Tuesday we'll we'll get yeah. that as a segment on. And I'll be interested. We should ask some of our guests this week what their thoughts. I'll, I'll tweet it out later tonight. We'll see if that gets some traction on Twitter. Uh, my two cents on Watson. Like I said earlier, he he made some really good plays. Like he made some really 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 good throws that you look around and go. Yep. That's a dude that you you can't you, yep. but most guys just can't do that. Most guys can't do that. And when he does that, it's off. I just didn't think he was uh super consistent. Charles Hubbard says you didn't read my super chat. Did I miss a super chat, G? Did you see a Charles Hubbard super chat in here? Um, the chat goes fast. If I miss it, I do apologize, but um I, I didn't see it. I'm looking for it now. Charles you- Charles Hubbard put if you put it in the chat, we'll read it. We'll read it again. Yeah, that's on me, Charles. Yep. Um but yeah, and I'll and I'll see that and I'll see it. We'll pull that up in a sec. But as far as Watson goes, he made some throws that make you step back. And go, Damn, like, he's got a chance to be special. I just think I don't give him a you know a B B plus. I think he's in the C C plus range today, mostly because I just think he, he's too hesitant to pull the trigger on some. And some of the some of the sacks he took and some of the plays that he had to scramble around and get out of the pocket and try to make plays is on him being unfamiliar with the receivers and them not knowing necessarily how to 
do the scramble, Joe, frankly, because that's not something Brissett was really doing. <laughs> Brissett, when he took off, he was taking off. Right. Um, he also, at one point, threw a bad interception. He got baited, threw a bad interception. The receivers yep. dropped the call passes, but he was he was good. And I think he's going to continue to get better. And he sh- like I said, he showed signs of being able to get back to his Houston form. Well, he's just not there yet. And I think by the end of the season, we're going to see a – Deshaun Watson is more comfortable. And when he does, by the way, I just want to see him once or twice just plant that back foot, let it rip. Plant that back foot, let it rip. That is what it is for me. And that's all I know. He's back to being the same Deshaun Watson that we have become accustomed to seeing for four years in Houston. Confident in whatever what everything else around him is happening. Plant, rip, see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and did you that, see that super chat? Did you see the super chat, by the way, from uh, – no, oh, here's he, he, he commented. He said, uh, no challenges on the bad spots on third down twice. Uh, yeah, Deshaun Watson yeah. got a terrible spot on the one joint. That, it, that was definitely a first down. That was definitely that, a first down. It, 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 those, those one, see, you don't want to go back down the, the, the path, but it's just, you know, some of these calls, to, de- to me overall, I think this is a thing in the NFL we got to get used to, too. Nowadays, it's almost, I, I don't I don't even know if I like the dudes being in the booth like that because now it's like the announcers is getting to the point where they slowing every single thing down. They getting on the joint. Hey, what you see with that? What what you think? Was that a bobble over there, dog? And it's like y'all stop and play after every single big play. Touchdown, we're going to review it. If it's a quarterback sack and he fumbled, review it. If it's if he near the sideline, review it. If it's a 20-yard run, it's reviewing. And before he even make a move, they already got yellow down, and the flag is already up. And I'm like, well, damn, how quick did you get there? Like, he, he ain't done with his run, and it's already flags down there. And it's just like it's annoying to watch. It's like we didn't come to see y'all throw flags all day and to get your face on, on the screen to say my tell, tell my, my my eight-year-old daughter hello we want to see the game bro these flags <laughs> are outrageous and and this is and, and i can say on both sides so it's too many flags it's too many entirely too many flags especially in a game like this and this week what 15 16 and i'll be honest I like these two-man post-game shows. We can interact with the uh, the crowd more, or not the crowd, our, our, our chatters, our audience. We love you guys. Appreciate you coming out. I wish it – dude, we need to get a two-person show after a dub, man. You know how much fun we would have after a dub? I mean, it would be great. I was looking for one. I, I was selling the Kool-Aid T-shirts. I, I had to pull the guy off the corner. I said, stop. Hey, hey, cut it. Cut it. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. We got to go. Kool-Aid is done. <laughs> uh, no, man, I, I enjoy this, G. Bush. A pleasure as always. Thank you to the 1,100 people still in here with us. Michael C. I missed another super. Ch- G. Bush, where are these super chats coming from? Out, I out the blue. Out the what? what? Listen, the chat's been popping off, but I could have sworn I got them all in. I, I didn't see no more blue up here. Yeah, me either. Um, whoever, Michael C. Rodriguez, if you got you got a minute to put it back in here. You don't have the super chat. Just put the comment in, and I'll read it. Um, I hope – you know what I should do, G.? That? I could just take a, a screen record of the chat when it's going live so people can see how fast this flies through. And if you take right. your eye off it for you, one you second, can actually you can actually put the chat in the screen. Like oh, I can? Like right here. I just see a black thing. Do, do you so you don't see anything? No. You, 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 oh, actually, well, drop, drop, it, drop it, G, drop it. Hold on, we got we got some curses in here. That's why. That's yeah, see that, that's that and that is the that. reason really why you can't put it on there because <laughs> you guys are dirty. <laughs> Let y'all wait until this. <laughs> that's why you know what I don't know who did that, but whoever it was, kudos to you. That was well played. Uh, that was no, Michael Rodriguez. If you just put it back as a comment now, I'll, I'll read your thing. You don't have to super chat it. Um, but I'll, I'll read it through real quick before we head out of here. I apologize for missing that, man. I, I I am sorry. Like I said, this thing flies through, and I wish we could put it on the screen for y'all. But That'd be great, uh, but then you see why we can't. <laughs> and listen, it's not that me and G care about the bad words. It is uh, our company people that uh, do not do not want that as part oh, of their stream. So, yeah. yeah, we appreciate you guys, though, for real. This is a blast. G. Bush, man, you are a true professional, you know. Always fun. I'm gonna give Michael 30 seconds to get that back in here. If not, we're we'll trying to get that uh trying to get that again. But thank you guys. The ultimate clean sports show Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. We got overtime content. You can become a member. If not, 
We totally understand. Just hit subscribe. It's free. It helps us out, and you get notified whenever we go live, no matter what it is. So thank you guys for watching. We wish we wish the Browns had won. We're going to have the most lit postgame show after the next Browns W. I promise you Deshaun's second as a Brown will be electric, especially because he did nothing in the first game when they won. So <laughs> we want to talk about him in a win when he does something. Thank you guys again, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Later.